0: On. We're on. Hey, yeah. I'm Mike Morales. I'm Lisa Peach.
1: Welcome to Open Bar. Yay. Don't you just love those words? Those are my favorite words Open Bar.
0: Open Bar. Next
1: to wedding and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, this evening, we've got some special guests. We have Lisa Elavich, who is the originator of One with Life tequila. This is a brand new tequila. It is a, it is a 2015 Brand of Promise winner. In the organic category, ladies and gentlemen, she is taking New York State by storm, at least upper New York State. You know, well, we'll and find out. She's, she's working her way. Right oh, good. We want to talk to her. If you haven't read up on her, you can catch uh, our, um, uh, our interview with Lisa. Hi,
2: Hi Lisa. Lisa. Hi. Hi. How Hi. are you? Oh good. I don't know. Am I sitting too close, too far? I've never done this before on a okay, webcam. You, look, you, look fine. you you look
1: you great. You look great. <laughs> no, leave your glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Meet
2: Lisa.
0: Yeah. Hi uh, Lisa. Hi. Is Michael coming on tonight?
2: He is. He should be okay. calling in any second. I see that he's on, that he's subscribed, so he should be calling in now. Okay.
1: okay. Terrific. So it becomes the Mike and Lisa, Mike and Lisa show this evening.
2: <laughs> oh, that's funny.
1: Now, by the way, congratulations on, on your uh, Brand of Promise medal well for the organic category in 2015. That's your first of many, many pieces of hardware, we hope. Thank but, uh, you
2: so much. We were so excited to win the gold medal and so appreciative of everything you and Lisa have done in terms of just supporting a new brand and encouraging us, and we're just so happy to be part of it.
1: Well, you know, um, that's what tequila aficionado is all about. It's about you know brands of promise, brands who are coming up because we, we, you know, we're a 17-year startup, so we understand. <laughs> you know, we understand what it what it takes. We and love
0: the little guys. Yeah,
1: you know, and organic yeah. is is pretty much uh, uh, one of the one of my research. Love. So I've been researching organic tequilas for a long time, um, and so what? What prompted you? I, have to, I guess I need to ask you what? Why did you go? Why tequila? And why did you go organic?
2: Well, um, first of all, I'll go with tequila, and then I'll tell you about organic tequila because I've always associated tequila with being lighthearted and having fun and having a sense of adventure. And in my other life. Um, my non tequila life, it's a lot of work and a lot of stress. And it's not so lighthearted. I've been in the criminal justice field for the last 23 years and I've seen a lot of heart wrenching things, a lot of sad things. And tequila is always something fun and something that is uplifting and adventurous. And I just, I love, I love what tequila just means to people in terms of just kind of letting loose. Not being uptight because you never see anyone who's uptight and likes tequila at the same time. Um,
1: you've never so, been
2: to my house. Never, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess maybe unless you do it for a living. But yeah,
1: uh, yeah it's a it, you know it, what's interesting is that you know for a startup a startup of any kind of business, a, as you well know, because you've you've started up several businesses. You're you're a lawyer. You're a mother. Yeah, and you're you're a
2: former boxing promoter? How does that that work? Uh, Boxing promoter uh, was just like tequila. It was something fun and adventurous. And um, I started doing the boxing workout at a local gym in the Albany area. And there were a lot of boxers there that had not fought in many years because nobody was promoting fights around here. So I said, what the heck? Let me try it, and I st- I just <laughs> one thing love went to another, and it took on a life of itself, much like the tequila business did. That's awesome. Do you
1: find you know um, you were talking about how stressful your 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 real life is? Have you have you discovered how stressful and how difficult the the ga- gaming in the tequila business can be?
2: A- absolutely. You know, drinking tequila with your friends is fun and exciting. Running a tequila business is pretty stressful. Um, because as you said, Lisa, we're the little guys and we're competing with the real big guys that are worth billions and millions and billions of dollars. And I'm working on a shoestring budget right now, trying to grow my company. So in order to really compete with the big boys, I have to do things differently. Um, I can't go toe to toe with them financially. Um, but what I can do is a lot of grassroots marketing and forming relationships with restaurant owners and managers and bartenders, and really, kind of just embracing the communities where I'm selling my tequila and becoming part of the community. And that's really what's moving my tequila forward right now.
1: Well, you have a, a huge following, uh, you know, social media following. Uh, uh, as we wrote in your in your profile at uh, Women in Tequila. Uh, you've got friends, family, I mean from all walks of life who have just supported you from from like day one plus you you got yourself a a, a really savvy mentor uh, in the tequila industry to begin with is that how did you how did you wind up f- formulating that that forging that relationship in in the tequila industry?
2: um well i I ended up I have a couple of really good mentors that have been in the business for a while. Um, one person that was generous enough to share um, just insights with me was Ken Austin from Avion, who is a uh, good guy. Like he's, he's a cool guy. Yeah, he really he's is. such a nice guy. And um, he's a friend of a friend. And he just kind of took the time to to talk to me a little bit about the industry. And that was really helpful and very generous of him. Um, wow. So then I spoke to another um, another guy who started Espelon um, Tequila, um, one of the original founders, Abe, I don't know if you know him, but uh, he, he, they got bought out by Campari um, several years ago, but he was a friend of a friend. He was a friend or a cousin of my graphic artist. So I spoke to him about how he started, and he was also very generous and shared a lot of information with me. Um, and then I have another friend, Dina Fury, Um, who has been in the industry for many years and is very well respected in New York. And she sat down and and she's been guiding me uh, throughout the whole process. And that's been incredibly helpful, too. Um, Wow. So I've been lucky to really reach out and and, um, get help and advice from people And because it's really been trial by fire for me, I don't know anything about the industry. I know about promoting and marketing because that's been my forte, Um, but the actual spirits industry is very eye-opening for me. And it's a lot more work than I ever imagined. It's a lot more difficult than I ever imagined. Um, It's even more difficult than being a boxing promoter. And that was kind of (laughs) crazy. but I do feel like there's a lot of potential and especially um, being an organic brand. And the reason that I went organic is because that's how I live my life. All my products in my house are organic. My children only eat organic, locally grown foods. We go to the farmer's market to do all of our shopping. There's some really great farmers in the Saratoga Springs, upstate New York area. So we're really supportive of them. And I would much rather buy it from them than from a grocery store, um, and it's a lot healthier. So we've lived a life of organic products, and so I didn't want it to be any different with tequila. And uh, there's not a lot of organic tequilas out there. There's a lot of tequila brands, but not a lot of actual um, organics. And now we're also kosher. Our distillery, um, Tequila Las Americas, just turned kosher as of last week.
1: Right on. How
2: exciting. Yeah. yeah.
1: We, uh, I I remember asking you that question. I was, I, I, at the time we had just heard about you and, and I, um, I was doing research on, on, on kosher tequilas. Um, and I, and I thought for some reason, I thought that, that you were not only were organic, but you were kosher, but you weren't at that time, but you will. You must have
2: been psychic because you, you saw (laughs) something that didn't even had hadn't happened yet, but maybe you planted the seed as well. And, um, so we, we just feel that you know it's even extra pure when it's kosher, and there is a market for it in New York, and we'll be expanding into Florida pretty soon. So it's just another niche that we're able to fill.
1: There, there, uh, you know, in in my conversations and interviews with people who who have kosher and organic uh, tequilas, it was it was really interesting because one in particular uh, that's based here in Austin uh, called Dulce Vida. Uh, when I spoke with him, he said to me that he didn't feel that that both, they were mutually exclusive, you know, that one naturally dovetails into the other. So it was just a natural progression for him to do both. Yeah. So, so kudos to you, congratulations. Thank, thank you,
2: we're, we're very excited about it. Um, and it just, it makes it extra pure when it's kosher. It, it means that the rabbi is in the distillery, making sure that everything is extra clean and pristine before any of the distillation process occurs. Yeah, and it beats the heck out of Manischewitz. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know
1: that's—it's it, funny. It, I always thought it was an underserved market. I always did, and so I finally—the funny story about it was i, I was contacted by a, a friend of mine that you know, and and he asked me who what other kosher tequilas do you know of? Because I only know such and such and such and such brand, and I said, well, he's no longer kosher, and and it's funny because. Um, he's, he's, he's Jewish and he was asking me, he's texting me, going, what other kosher tequilas do you know about? So I finally, I got down to it and did a lot of the research and found out that there was more involved than, than we had thought, but I always thought it was an underserved market.
0: And the article that you wrote was more involved than we ever thought it was going to be. Yeah. It turned into this monster. (laughs) Well, you, you thought it was just going to be one short article and then you'd have it done before. What was it? Was it
1: Passover? Yeah, before uh, Passover. Or yeah, and, and we wanted
0: to have it done before Passover, but it was like.
1: Didn't work. I, it, I, you know, I, I actually spoke huge. to someone at the Chicago Rabbinical Council. Um, you know, they anybody, anybody who's listening or watching can can read more about what it takes to have a kosher yeah, tequila and why they do it. I love the reasons that people tell me why they did it. Because mm-hmm. that really is the bottom line. It's just, It really turned out to be personal preference, you know. Yes. So, and and um, I,
2: I'm, a, I'm also Jewish, so I grew up. I, I'm not kosher. I didn't grow up in a kosher household, but I grew up in a Jewish household. And um, I know that a lot of people in Long Island like kosher products. A lot of people that have bar mitzvahs and weddings and other occasions like to have kosher products at some of those. And I want to be able to provide that for them if they want it.
1: Uh, a funny thing was I found out, statistically speaking, that there are more non-Jewish people who look for kosher products, not just tequilas, but everything.
2: Yes. So
1: it's really, it was really interesting to me how how wide a market it is, and and that's where I said it was not only that I suspect it was underserved, but now I really know how underserved it is. <laughs> you know, more power to you because uh, that they there ha- there are lists uh, of kosher um, uh, spirits, but those lists are 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 vastly. They're underserved and they're not updated. And they're, so yeah, the, the more you can outdated. put that out there for your audience, the the, the the wider your market becomes as well. So
0: that's wonderful, though, that it's it's part of your own story. You know, yeah. it's it's it it's great to, to hear you talk about how, you know, you go organic and and local and, you know, of course, you can't go local with agave but you can go organic and you can go kosher and and that's wonderful because it's it's part of who you are and that's that's you know that that's you being distilled into it so, so that's wonderful
1: by virtue of you doing stuff like that it becomes an extension of you and and speaking of extensions of you um who thought of the name one with life i this is almost like a i i told alex when we did the review It's is like having a fortune cookie in a tequila <laughs>
2: Yes. Well, you know, I I got the name One with Life from um a book that I read. I i actually I studied Buddhism for a while and I'm very much into spirituality and um I go to a lot of seminars. I I read a lot of books and as part of my life coaching philosophy, I talk to my life coaching students about what it means to be one with life. And basically that means staying um in the present moment and accepting the present moment for what it is. Whatever happens to to come your way in that moment, instead of resisting it, you accept it. And it doesn't mean that you don't change things if they need to be changed. It means that you just you face it directly instead of being distracted from it, worrying about it and doing things that are unproductive. Um and it, it sounds easy, but it's really the hardest thing in the world to stay fully present all the time. Um, but once, once you, it it takes so much practice, but once you do it, you live a much more joyful life and you suffer a lot less. So one of the driving factors behind my tequila is really to share my personal philosophy with people about being one with life and having less stress in your life through staying in the present moment. Um, so it's in a way a message in a bottle. Um, and I, the tequila happens to taste fantastic. Which is, of course, the most important thing when you're drinking tequila. But as an additional component to it, I really wanted to put some philosophy behind the brand. That's wonderful.
1: The the uh, you say you were you're a life coach as well. So how how does that? Are you currently doing all those things at once?
2: She's a renaissance. Woman. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not promoting any boxing shows right now. But I'm doing all of the other things, um, multitasking and um, the most important job raising my two teenage children, along with Mike, who I think was trying to call in. Um, I don't know. I, he, he's lingering out there somewhere in the Internet world, I think, trying to get in. <laughs>
1: He's lurking. He's lurking. But all he's got to do is uh, dial in. And yeah. Dial and it.
2: plus, I don't know if I told you that Mike is my business partner. He's also the father of my children. No, no. We, wow. I, yeah. Really? Yeah. See,
1: it is. Making Lisa, Mike and Lisa yeah. show. Yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> we're, we're, we're actually divorced. Um, oh. But we're, we're very happily divorced. And hey, we're great business amazing. partners, good friends, and really good business partners. Hi, Michael. That, that was my cue. That's
3: his cue. <laughs> I, I, <Who> are you? <laughs> I learned the way to be cued in.
2: <laughs> in my. Are you in the woods?
3: I'm on my back patio.
2: Oh.
3: Oh, nice. That's the That's a. We should do. It's we should do. Our, one
0: with life. It's,
1: it's raining it's, out here. It's the from, logo. You
0: know, the tree, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Right uh, that's the tree,
0: right? Well oh, yeah, done.
3: Yeah, I purposely. Oh said, yeah. I staged that perfectly. Oh, actually, it's Put the An owl step. in there. It's the first 70 degree weather we've had in upstate New York in a long time, so I'm trying to enjoy it as much as I can.
2: I don't, I don't blame you.
3: We're we're at, we're at a soggy like 75, 80 uh, degrees out. So
0: in, humid. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, so so how how does Michael fit into, uh, to Tequila? How how what 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 are your duties as as um, as part of this uh, this this enterprise?
3: Well, most of my duties are uh, assigned to me by Lisa, and uh, so I dutifully <laughs> follow them, but I, I have a background in law and uh, in, in um, not so much public relations, but networking and government relations and uh, grassroots uh, activity, and I'm trying to use that to bring to uh, One With Life to help uh, grow the brand and to connect with as many people as we can.
1: Wow. Great gee yeah, that was quick what team. <laughs> yeah so um when when lisa came to you and said i want to start my own tequila brand did you try to talk her out of it wait
0: I, is that how it happened how did it happen
3: yeah well lisa started um the brand herself i was a late car uh, i joined in maybe about actually um I started in with the whole licensing process with the TTB and helping navigate the federal government and then the state of New York and the regulations there. And initially, I was just going to start just to help out and, uh, you know, give uh, lend some of my legal expertise to help get the venture off off the ground. But at that point, the whole um, brand was already uh, established in Lisa's mind. She created what she had wanted. And uh, I came in at that point to help, uh, you know, navigate the regulatory process. And then when I really started to get into it, I, I thought this was a fantastic uh, venture that she was in. It was great, great philosophy, which I also live my life or try to uh, in as organic a way as possible. Uh, so it kind of fit in with the way that I live as well. Uh, we, we both uh, we co-parent. So we do raise our children in as much of a whole food, whole life philosophy as as you possibly can with uh, teenage children, they resisted for uh, quite some time. But um, I th- you know, now it's real. Now it's really part of their lives as well.
0: Wow, that's
3: that's
2: this is this
0: is that's a great story. Okay. And
2: Mike is really, he's one of the, he's probably the smartest person I know. That's why I'm glad he's my business partner. He's a, a brilliant lawyer and a brilliant lobbyist. So I knew that I couldn't go wrong having him as, as a business partner.
1: Yeah. You know, with, with a, with a, a startup, I'm Mike. <laughs> with, <laughs> with a startup tequila brand, um, have you discovered that, that there are, um, let's put it this way, let's, let's just say there are, there are uh, practices that um, should, there, there are practices that are common, there should not be. Um, I, I know that every state is different. I, I understand that I, I've lived in, in a few states where you know, where the, the, the spirits industry, the liquor industry is run differently. Um, what have you found of the challenges? Let's put it that way. When you're a little guy going up against the big guy and, and trying to gain traction and let yourself be known.
3: Well, uh, one, of the, one of the first things that I've, uh, I've tried to employ in, in, in most aspects of my life is when I don't know something, I'm not afraid to ask the question on how to do things, how to get things done, rather than just trying to stumble my way through and fake it. So, you know, coming into a new industry like the uh, spirits industry and the tequila industry, there are a lot of things that you need to learn. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are willing to be helpful and to willing to be le- to lend a hand if you just ask. Um, so that's, that's also part of the, I guess, as I'm thinking of it, the philosophy of not resisting, not trying to, um, you know, push my way through a wall, but to try and, you know, you know, use the resources that are out there from the people that are currently in the industry that will be more than happy to help if you just ask.
1: That that's true. Um, I, I've learned that a lot from the you know you you'll find you you kind of gravitate to the people that you th- that that you know um, will help you and, and those that uh, may be questionable. It, 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 a lot of it's hit and miss. Um, I I think in this business that there's a lot of um, uh, uh, people of questionable caliber uh, or character. You know that 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 are successful, uh, oddly enough. But probably not in the way that you you would like to be. That you want to, you know, you want to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and go, "Yeah, I'm."
2: you yes. know. It, I mean, money money is not everything, um, and it, it's never worth doing anything that's going to hurt your values or your character. It's just not worth it. So, I mean, we're trying to do everything the right way. And I mean, some of the challenges that I've run into um, when I frequent the bars and restaurants where we have our accounts is that. The, the big companies pay for drink menus. They pay to have them printed. They have all of the paraphernalia, the glasses, the shakers, the bar mats, the napkins.
1: All the chocolate
2: Everything is made by these companies. And that costs a lot of money to put that in all your accounts. And it's very hard for a little company to compete with all of that. So, I mean, what, what I try and do, and it's hard to do everywhere, but what I've been able to do locally is really just spend a lot of time in those restaurants um, and bring my friends there and and just do a lot of events with them. I've been doing a lot of tequila pairing dinners. So doing things that don't really cost a lot of money, but just investing the time.
1: How how has sales been for you so far? I mean, uh, I I guess officially you launched late
2: last year. Is that correct? We we launched on July 10th in Saratoga (laughs) and um, we we tripled our water this year in Saratoga, so sales are going really well. It's really been moving forward quickly. And um, in Long Island, we sold out of our product. We launched um, a small amount down there, but we sold out within like three or four months. And now it's starting to move out there, uh, not as quickly downstate as upstate. Uh, and part of that is just because I'm not down there, but I have some really good brand ambassadors that have been working with me. And so they've been really working our hometown, Long Beach, Long Island, and it's done well there. Um, also in Rockville Center. And uh, we may be, um, we'll be launching pretty soon. We have some news that will be coming up within the coming weeks about Tell me coming uh, widening our distribution. Tell me you're coming to Texas. <laughs> not yet, not yet. We're We're widening our distribution in New York and uh, we'll be starting in Ohio and Florida pretty soon.
1: Wow! So um, one of those, um, Michael, maybe you can answer this question. If I'm not mistaken, I think Ohio is a control state. Correct? Yeah, that is true. Yes. Okay. Why? Why? And and I'll I'll tell you why I'm asking the question. But but why why are you searching out a control state to go into? It?
3: Well, actually, they searched us out because uh, Lisa had a uh, relationship with an um, uh, um, acquaintance of hers who has some restaurants out in Ohio. They heard about the product. Lisa, I think, kn- knew them initially from the boxing world. Yes. And when they heard about her new venture, uh, they knew how successful she was with boxing. They they wanted to you know get involved in that. They tasted the product. They thought it was great. And they want to bring it into their restaurants.
0: Great. Instant placement. I
1: know. But uh,
3: the reason I ask is
1: that there are some
2: stars here. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I see a tail. Yeah. (laughs) Um, The
1: the reason I ask is that, you know, there are times where I've talked to brands who prefer only dealing in control states. And there are others that want to diversify their portfolio. And some states are easier. Again, paperwork. Some states are easier to get into others are are asking for better tequila and yet they're difficult to 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 get into because of the control situation because you have Pennsylvania right next door um, that that I hear is very difficult at, at this time to 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 try to lobby to get to get on their their um, their catalog we, um,
3: we, we've not looked into Pennsylvania yet so we can can't really speak to that basically it's been where people have, either reached out to us or we have known people that would be interested and we connected with them. And if the synergy is right and we feel comfortable with the business relationship, then we decide to move forward.
1: Excellent. So it doesn't make, it doesn't matter what one way or the other, whether control state or not, it, it's just, it's just it's how more, you- right.
3: right. It's more, it's more the individual companies and people's that and people that we're dealing with. And if there's a comfort level uh, that we have in the relationship, uh, that, uh, that makes us feel like we wanted the time to move forward.
0: It seems like synergy and serendipity have a lot to do with your business.
3: They have a lot to do with yeah. a lot of things in life. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, great. There's uh, yeah, there's there's
1: not a whole lot of people that live their lives that way. Um, I, I I mean, you know, I could tell you some stories, but um, the one thing I wanted to get to get to was the message in the bottle. There's yeah. literally, I know Lisa was talking earlier about the message in the bottle. There's actually, for those of you who don't know, have never seen this brand behind this label. There's like a, and I call it a fortune cookie, but it's not, it, it's, it's a, uh, it's kind of a, an instructional way of, uh, uh, an instruction to, to live your life, you know? And the one I have says, be kind whenever possible, it is always possible.
2: Yes, and the one that I have in front of me says, "When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace." Wow! Beautiful.
0: Hey,
1: by the way, um, just just so you know, one of, one of my favorite quotes was when I wrote tequila boss ladies. It was taken from the Dalai Lama that said that the um, the Western woman would be the the salvation of of, of the world, and uh, something similar wow. to that. I'm paraphrasing, wow. but. But it was a Dalai Lama. So feel free to use that because you know
2: All right, thanks. Hey, you know what? I'm looking for new quotes for the next batch. I'll have to get some from you.
1: It's a tequila boss, ladies. And and I, you know, it was very inspirational to me because most of my life, women have been big teachers in my life. So knowing what I know about the tequila business and having having observed it and been involved in it for 17 years now, I knew that there are women who, who were working behind the scenes, not getting not even seeking, you know, the the publicity or the notoriety or the acknowledgement that they were really behind some of the some of the world's best brands. And so, they're too
0: busy working. Yeah, they're too <laughs> busy working.
1: You know, because because like Lisa, they're some of them are mothers, and some of them, you know, especially in the mescal business, they're 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 supporting families and communities. You know, uh, I see a one with like mescal one day.
2: That Just, is definitely something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, it but you know again it's it's apples and oranges, so it's a it's a, a whole nother you're gonna you're gonna drive Michael nuts with a whole nother industry.
3: Yeah, now give we up my day job. yeah. <laughs> okay, one at a time. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> I All just right. said I'll have to
1: give up my day job. Hey, you know what? Welcome to the big leagues. That's a big league problem, pal. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I finally did. I you know, this was a, a loving hobby for so many years and finally I said no if I'm gonna make this thing work one of us has to do it you know full-time and and that's all I do and and really I I love it and so and that's how I came across Lisa is just I'm always on the hunt for somebody new and and some of these you know every brand owner is different and Lisa struck me you know her story struck me as different and and really wide so so Again, why did you decide to to do the the message in the bottle? Is this is this again just to drive home the idea of being a being in the moment?
2: Yeah, I mean it's just uh, most of my quotes are none of them are original. They're all from the Buddha, Jesus, the Dalai Lama. Um, actually, the one that I read about the power of love overcoming the love of power is from Jimi Hendrix. So- yeah. Um, I, I he was just a mystic.
1: let's not let's not forget he was a mystic. Yes, <laughs> he was a mystic. So so was Bob Marley, as a matter of fact. That's
2: right. Yeah, Bob Marley has really great inspirational quotes oh, yeah. and songs. Um, so I, I really just wanted to put some positive messages inside the bottle. It makes the band more interesting and also again to share just some positive philosophy. I mean, there's so much negativity and chaos out there in the world that if you can get a little positivity from tequila why not but you know that's a, that's a conversation starter because you know like
0: when we drink tequila we're you know we we sit down together and and we have a nice relaxing tequila or if we sit down with friends we sit down together over a bottle of tequila and or and and just talk so you know you've got you've got the bottle You've, you've got great juice and you've got the conversation starter right there. And that, that points you, it's not like other tequilas, which shall not be named that are all about pounding them down and, and just getting trashed. This is about sharing something special with people that, that you really want to share the moment with. Yeah. And, and having that quote in there is a great conversation starter because you know, you can you can sit and drink tequila and talk philosophy all night long. She's
1: watching me do it. And that's, <laughs> that's
0: wonderful, but
2: that's a wonderful way to spend an evening. It it really is. And you know, on the on the back label, I don't know if you saw that, but we have a special toast that also is a conversation starter and goes a lot to what you just said, Lisa. It talks about um, being fully present. You want me to read it to you? Yeah, yes. please, please do. Okay. Please enjoy Owl Tequila in moderation and join us in a toast to being fully present, listening deeply, speaking with love, and being one with life. Salute. That's beautiful. Wow. No. I like that. How did That's, I miss that? Well, you know, it's it's small print, so you really I, I need it, my
0: glasses. Glasses,
1: you know, <laughs> I and I have to, I have to, you know, I read, I, I read everything. That's why we always ask for POS. People send us, you know, the their material, so we get some background, and we're not we're not just guessing, you know, what what's going on with with the juice. Um, I guess at, at this point you would call it mindfulness sipping mindfully. Yeah. Um, Mindful sipping.
0: That's a meme.
1: Yeah, it's mindful sipping. Um, you know, I I was lucky enough to have written um, a piece for USA Today uh, in 2010 that has become an industry standard, and they asked me um, to 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 mention five different trends that I see coming in tequila. One of those that I still that I it's one of those that I that I that I still. Submit to, and it's called I call the generational um, sharing, intergenerational sharing, where the older generation would be sharing with the newer generation about what real tequila is, and and how not to pound it and how not to shoot it, but but to share it, because I think Lisa's been exposed now to to other cultures where you sit down and you enjoy your your tequila with a conversation. You know, it's not about or with a meal for that matter um in and, and so i i that that to me was was really important when i when i read that about how you're where you're leading to because i really do feel that 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 is something that um when you know to me intention is everything so the your intent to look for an organic tequila your intent to make it kosher your intent to make it mindful sipping i i think it's very very important because that kind of um, um, that kind of attitude, that kind of mentality is is going to spread from the top down to, to your to your followers, I think, and they probably know you well enough already to know that you, you wouldn't do it any other way anyhow so
2: yeah, and you know um, i I have learned a lot about other cultures from this. I've gone down to Mexico several times when I was researching the tequila, and then I'm there when it gets bottled and um, I love. love
1: to be. How many trips did you make?
2: Um, I've been there four times so far for the t- Michael,
3: trip. did you go with her? Did, have you made trips there? I have, not, I have not made a trip yet.
2: Oh, it'll change your life, man.
3: <laughs> I've been I- home with the kids. So next year they both go to college and then I'll be freed up a little bit to, uh, to join the Mexico trip.
1: Yes, definitely a must. Every, everybody, It changes everybody's life. But, it, but I mean, you- it's a spiritual way, the way it does it.
2: It, it really is. First of all, um, the care of the agave plants and the fact that you have to take care of them for seven years before they're ready to become tequila, that's spiritual within itself, just the mm-hmm. amount of labor and love that goes into these plants. And then also um, the pride that the Mexican culture takes in making tequila is astonishing too. Every distillery owner wants their tequila to be a better quality than the next. So they put so much time and attention into it and take it so seriously. And it's really a beautiful thing watching my distillery owner create tequila and um, just how great he is at it and how much he loves it. And, um, you know, they would never just sling back shots. It's all about sipping it and, and really experiencing it, smelling it, tasting the different layers and enjoying it. Um, and respecting the agave plant and all the different layers within that plant
1: when when it came to choosing your flavor profile when when they sat down with you and I imagine that they sat down with you with three three or four different samples of of how your tequila you know the flavor profiles to see where you gravitate how how did choosing your your flavor profile how did that open up your senses did, did you find that it? Did it, it really forced you to talk about being in the, in the, in the moment. I think that nothing brings you more in the moment than trying to figure out a flavor profile of, of, a, oh, of anything.
2: That, that's such, you have to ask Gonzalo um, Spindola. He was there with me the whole time. He's my consultant. And right. I actually was crying when I was trying to figure out which formula to use, because I wanted it to be perfect. And I try, I must've tried, you know, 10 different things. Every five minutes, I was trying something else and and trying the same thing over and over again because I wanted it to be perfect for the consumers and I wanted to get that perfect blend. And of course, I got slightly intoxicated while I was doing the research. That might have had something to do with the crying, but also it was because I didn't want to make the wrong decision. And originally, I brought in a bottle of a tequila that shall not be named, but a very popular one in the United States. And I told my distiller Riona, can you make it taste just like this? And he looked at it, and he kind of said, no. Nah, we're going to make it taste a lot better than this. <laughs> this isn't even real tequila, he said. So he put that in oh. and he Oh, I to already. <laughs> <laughs> and about, Alvaro Montes is incredible. He's such a smart businessman and, and just so good at what he does. But Tequila Las Americas and his brother Aladio. Um, is the one that actually um, came up with the formula because Alvaro came up with a few different formulas. I kept trying them and they were great, but they were a little bit too strong for me. And the market that I'm really leaning towards are people that may have never tried tequila before or they're not like big tequila aficionados or connoisseurs, but they like tequila and they don't want that real bite. They want something that's mild and drinkable. So, and friendly drink, you know, user friendly tequila. So I Friend. I kept yeah. asking to make it more and more mild. And so I think my tequila is probably more mild than most that are out there. But I think um, that's part of the attraction for the people that have been gravitating towards it. It's uh, mild yet. You still taste the plant. It's very green. It's, yeah. I, I
0: find it's very green. I didn't, Personally, I'm not a big fan of the mild, smooth tequila. Um, I hate when people describe them as smooth.
3: There are
1: two words that should never be in the same sentence: smooth and tequila.
0: Yeah, but yours is yours is very green and very fresh, um, and that's I I, I the love vegetal. that. It's it's, it's vegetal. very yeah. You can you can just you know it's you. Can, there's some
1: lime zest in there too.
0: You
2: can tell there's some life in there yes I, I think a big part of that is because it's made in a clay oven and there's no autoclave used so I think that really makes it more authentic and keeps the plant flavor yeah it's, what, it's lovely um, I,
1: like it. I, I wanted to ask Michael the from start to finish how many years did it take to, to, to get through all the paperwork so that and all the you know the labeling to get um, uh, one with life to the market.
3: Actually, so, it, it, it went fairly quickly. I mean, we we had a um, it was we had a. Uh,
1: I gotta tell you, those words right there were very quickly. <laughs> people already hate you.
3: <laughs> I, I'm not really, I'm not really sure why, because we were up against the deadline, so there was a lot of pressure for when the tequila first uh, shipment was coming in, and maybe it was just luck. I happened to. Uh, connect with someone at the TTB who just happened to answer the the uh, the phone uh, on their 1-800 line. And wow. we struck up a conversation wow. and it went really well. And everything just seemed to go very smoothly. I don't want to say, can I say smoothly for this? You everything say, know, went very smoothly paperwork. for the paperwork.
0: That's good. So we,
3: we, <laughs> we did it. have yeah we did have a couple of stumbles where we had to go back and forth with the paperwork. But really, I, I, I like to, I think that, it it was primarily due because of the connection that I made with the, the the federal employee who was actually handling the paperwork and we hit it off and she was very helpful and and everything worked out well.
2: So I would say, you know, I, I started thinking about the brands two summers ago. It was just a thought. And then we started putting it in motion um, last October and then I flew down to Mexico in February, and then again in May, and then um, then we started with the TTB, I guess, last May, and then we launched in July. Like a rocket? Yeah, wow. it went really fast. In the process, I got mono and pneumonia, and I couldn't get out of bed for like a month and a half because I was Whoa. down from trying to create the business quickly. And uh, that's when Mike helped out and also you know started taking over with getting it moving during that time where i couldn't physically even move you couldn't even
1: suck this down to help you right <laughs>
2: yeah so, oh my God. so it all it all yeah. happened real quickly yeah i think the
3: ttb yeah. process if i remember correctly took less than 70 days for us it was it was That's right. amazing it went really quickly
1: it, yeah some of the stories that i hear from other brand owners you know it took them 2 or 3 years of paperwork you know it, both in English and Spanish, you know, because I, I, I've, I've talked to some, some people who have actually been able to do both. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a long trek from an idea in your head to something on the shelf. And, and I always ask that question because it's always amazing to me either how long or how short.
0: Well, that's why she got mono. She was moving too fast.
2: Yeah, yeah. But you know, I was really lucky on the Mexican end. Um, Gonzalo and Alvaro were incredible in getting everything done in time, and um, everything on the Mexican end was a pleasure to work with. So um, that I was lucky that I had such a good distillery owner and such a good consultant out there. Wow, that's we're, amazing.
1: That congratulations wow. on that because that's. I got to tell you, because by and large, that's not the, that's not the case with with most startups. Um, and, and OK, so were you a tequila drinker, Lisa, before yes. or, or Michael? Were you guys either tequila drinkers before this whole thing
2: started?
3: I, I was not.
2: I, I, I was always a big tequila drinker. Um, it was always my drink of choice. In fact, I'm allergic to every other type of alcohol. So tequila has really been the only thing that I could ever drink without feeling sick. And so, so,
1: so you must you must be allergic to gluten and stuff like that, right? Yeah,
2: the gluten and sulfites and all of the things that are in other alcohols. always. I, my face gets red and I get really congested. And that never happened to me with tequila. So it was always the drink that I went to. And I, I've been drinking tequila basically after every occasion – Um, When I took the bar exam, the first thing I did was run and and drink some tequila right afterwards. After every trial that I had as an attorney, I always celebrated with a shot of tequila. For my boxing promotion, the boxers and the trainers and I would celebrate after every boxing show and have a shot of tequila. So it's always been something that's been um, a celebratory thing for me. And I've always had this kind of affection towards tequila. And I never really knew why. And now that I understand the whole history behind it and the culture, it all makes sense. Yeah. Do you, now, so, you're not shooting this, No, are you? I, no. I, I was, I was, I, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. Let me ask you two questions. One, were you shooting tequila?
2: I didn't know any better. Yes. Okay, um, I would lost, okay, but now I'm found because... Well, there you go. <laughs> you know, we all, we all we all cut our teeth that way,
1: yeah. literally. You know, I can tell you some stories. Secondly, were you drinking 100% agave tequila or were you drinking Mixto?
2: I think I may have been drinking Mixto back in the day, 20 years ago. I didn't really know any difference, and I actually had the worm once at a bar called Lucy's on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. I had a tequila That's with tequila. worm in it, and uh, that was mm-hmm. a terrible experience.
1: Yikes. Yeah, I bet that stuff tasted like fuel.
2: Oh, it's just (laughs) awful. Um, But I've I've come to really respect and appreciate tequila now. And now I don't shoot it. I sip it and I enjoy it. And my favorite way is really just straight up with a little lime, sometimes without lime. And um, sometimes I'll put a little agave nectar in if I want to sweeten it up a little bit. Okay. But I don't like it with a whole bunch of mixers. And when I do use mixers, I use things that are pretty pure, like a real juice and, you know, freshly squeezed lime. And um, I don't like to put a lot of things that aren't natural in with it.
0: Well, this is a beautiful tequila on its own. And, you know, I, I have I have quite a few friends, actually, who who have issues with other alcohols. And it's been like vodkas. It's been really, really great to be able to share tequilas with them, and and turn them on to tequilas, and and you know to help them understand that it's not it's not just a shooting thing. Um, but yeah, a lot of people with with health issues find that spirits just just don't agree with them. But once they try a good tequila, like you know. I'd heartily recommend yours.
2: Once they try a good tequila, then they're, they're completely won over. It's true. I think a lot of people need to be educated on tequila. And that's what's so great about what you do, Mike and Lisa. You're really educating people about tequila. And, you know, I think once people are educated they, on it, they really appreciate it.
1: It's a never ending battle, you know, uh, because I I look at the market in two different ways. I look at it from a consumer's point of view because I'm just like the average Joe. I go to a liquor store, although I haven't in a long time. Uh, But also I look at things from a marketing standpoint to see how how the large companies are trying to market to millennials. You know, that's the up and coming market, the, the millennial market and whatever follows them. And and the neat thing that I really enjoy it, and I don't know if if this was deliberate on your part or not, judging from from what you've told me, I believe it's not deliberate, but just again serendipity, synchronicity Mm -hmm. that it's known that millennials uh, are in are are, they're attracted to um, to uh, uh, spirits that that you know that are affordable. That means something, and that they have a story. In other words, they they want to know that what they're drinking. They're they're more conscientious in their in in the spirits that they're choosing and what they're drinking. And yeah. so, um, so one with life falls right into that. And I, I I really that that's why I really like where this is going because you're you're right there with what these. Um, this generation is looking for. And yet I, I'm probably more Michael's age and I'm, and I'm constantly, um, you know, trying to share this with other generations and show them what it is that, that we cut our teeth on and yet, you know, what it really is supposed to be and share that with them, you know, because everybody's got a story. And what I love is, is it one with life has a story and, and, Again, millennials are 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 after that. They're, do you find that the people that are that are flocking to this brand are your age or younger, or are they, or are they my age and Michael's age and, and, and older, or or is it a combination of
2: both? I, I think it's, it's a combination. A combination. Um, uh, we originally wanted it to thought it would be like age thirty five to sixty five is our niche. But we're finding that when we do the tastings, it's really all ages. And we do have a lot of millennials. They like small batch, handcrafted types of products, like you said. So I think they're really attracted to that. And they're attracted to the story um, and the taste. Um, The price point, sometimes um, college kids might want something with a lesser price point. But um, we, we do have quite a few... Um, people that are in their late 20s and early 30s that have been gravitating towards it. I also have a whole group in Saratoga of seniors that really like it. In fact, I've, I've done three private senior parties at um, a senior citizen um, housing place. Wow. Um, I've done a bunch of those, and I have another one with them coming up um for the Kentucky Derby, and they love the product. So, oh my god! Yeah, it's really been a big range. Derby to me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. That is really that is such a, a smart way. It's an hour
1: way. You know, That's it's the hour really way great. of the, the our way of of of, of well sharing.
0: Done.
2: Yeah. That, I mean, I, I I just love getting involved with people in the community in different groups. I just joined the um, Italian American Club in Saratoga, and they really yeah. enjoy the tequila, and that's like a big age range in there too. Um, the Chamber of Commerce we joined, and we just anytime there's a community event in Saratoga, we never say no. We always participate in it. And I've donated so many bottles already to any organization, any charity that asks for it, because I think really you need to ingrain yourself in the community. If you want the community to accept you and your product, you have to be part of the community and and help and give back to everybody there.
0: Wow, that is so smart. That's a wonderful way to do business.
3: Michael, were you a tequila drinker? I was not. When you, I was not a tequila drinker. I was uh, primarily. You drink, I, I you a Scotch drinker. Am I right? <laughs> I was a Scotch or a vodka drinker, depending on the day or the time of day. Yeah, the time of day,
0: yes.
1: <laughs> so. Are you are you um, uh, are 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 you um, uh, how's what's the word I'm looking for? Are are you trying to 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 get Lisa to um, to to come out with more aged versions of her tequila? Is there is there there a plan to have a reposado and an añejo and an extra añejo?
3: I think down the line we're going to look at those options. Right now we're we're pretty focused on expanding. Uh, the 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 brand for the current product that we have, but I think those are things that we definitely have uh, planned for the horizon. So
1: so Lisa, when it comes to choosing your reposado and añejo and extra añejo, are you going to take his palate down there with you?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know I That's... I really want to do an extra añejo. I'm excited to at some point I might even bypass the reposado and the añejo and go right to an extra añejo or do a plata with the 5% extra anejo mixed with the blanco for... Oh, you the know, a
1: joven, you mean? Like a joven?
2: Yeah, or um, I, a, a plata, I think they called it when I was in Mexico, where they mixed the anejo uh, with the blanco, and they only took like 5%. So
1: um, Yeah, there there's some labeling situations there. I mean, yeah. depending on who you're talking to, one of them calls them, an, uh, when you blend a blanco and an anejo, you, you technically have to call it a hoven oh, or okay. take an añejo and you you redistill it so it becomes clear in other words it has the characteristics of an añejo but it looks like a like a blanco and technically you call those reposados i know i, I tell you what you, gonzalo can probably explain it to you when when it, when it, the time comes but the I ask is it you know I I I look at Michael and I see I see somebody who who's you know probably a scotch or whiskey drinker and and whose palate you know might be able to help and I wasn't sure if that was in the plans or or in the offing you know uh, for for later on down the road.
0: Well you know what all you need is a good Blanco. That's
1: yeah this is
0: all you need is a good Blanco. Once you have a good Blanco the rest, you know, whether it's going to happen or not happen, it doesn't matter. You've got a wonderful Blanco to drink in the meantime. Well, you want to
1: have an, a, a really solid base because yeah. in my experience, any any distiller or any brand owner who feels very confident in just submitting their Blanco to us or to any other contest, um, that says a lot. When, when they know that their Blanco can stand up, the rest will just fall into place, uh, you know, when it's supposed to. Because uh, yeah. uh, that's, that's the bottom line here. If you, if, you wanted to, if you wanted to tell anybody, both of you, if you wanted to tell anyone who was watching us and had never heard of One With Life, what would you want them to know about your brand? What would you want them to know about your tequila?
2: That it's a great tasting tequila with spirit and that there's a lot of love and passion behind the brand. Spirit and soul.
1: Spirit and soul. What about you, Michael? What do you What do you want people to know about you know the uh, Maybe th- for people who don't live their lives, you know, uh, uh, conscientiously. You know what I mean? Uh, worried about tomorrow, worried about yesterday, that kind of thing. What What do you want What do you want people to know about about the brand?
3: I'd say you have to start somewhere when you're starting to live in the moment, and no better place to start than with. a a nice bottle of one with life tequila.
0: Well said, well.
1: (laughs) Do you ever, do you ever find that they're, you know, having, having one foot in what we'll term reality. Okay. And then one foot in, in the, 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 um, spiritual aspect, uh, of a spirit because there's a, I always tell people there's a reason they call it a spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, do you ever find that there that there's a a
0: clash? But you're talking one foot and another. You're talking one foot on one side and one foot on another. She's talking one with life, one.
1: Right, but Just one. But you know there are people who don't live their lives that way, and so what would you say to them? You know, how how would you how? Because you run into them, Lisa. I know you do when you do tastings. You know, yeah. the first thing somebody ah, oh, I can't tell. I, I don't want to smell tequila. Yeah, oh, I don't want to taste it. The last time I did it was in college, or or last week, or whatever. What do you say to people like that? To, you know, to to bring them into into their moment, into the moment with you.
2: Well, I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll just say, how about just trying a teeny thumbnail micro shot and take a risk? Because taking risks is what makes you grin life, and that's what makes life fun. And if you don't want to risk it and you'd rather not drink it, that's okay, because I would never want to push it on anyone that doesn't want it. Um, and I n- would never want to push the philosophy on anyone that doesn't want it or isn't ready to hear it. Um, but I try and very gently encourage people um, to be enthusiastic about trying something new.
1: Michael, when you, when you try to – when you do you ever in- introduce – uh, one with life to your friends or family or acquaintances, what do you say to them What, what do you tell them to, to to get it past the lips
3: I, you know I do it all the time because I'm very proud of what we have built here, and I think most of the people who um, are in my life you know can feel and sense that pride and passion, and they want to be part of it so it's it's a very easy sell
0: That's when you know it's right
3: Hey. Congratulations to both of
1: you. I think you you guys have done yeah in such a short amount of time have done it's such amazing, a wonderful yeah. a wonderful product and 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 gained a lot of traction and, and really continued success to you and <laughs> in whatever states you decide to go into. Uh, if there's anything that we can do on our end, you know, let us know uh, any announcements and things coming up in in the future. What what should we look for? Is there is there you said besides expanding the the, the horizon of, of one with life, is there something we should we should be keeping an eye on or or
2: look look for a lot more publicity that'll be coming out on it. We're gonna kind of ramp it up. We're ramping up our website, we're ramping up the PR, and we're ramping up the distribution. So I think that there'll be um, a lot more growth. In the next six months, really even in the next three months with the tequila, you'll be hearing about a lot more events in a lot different places. Um, And uh, I think it's going to start growing kind of at a a quick pace now. It's kind of taken on a life onto itself at this point. And, um, you know, a lot of it, most of it is just from the support that we have from our Facebook friends and from people that have tried it, from people like yourself and Lisa, um, who've really just, you know, helped in spreading the word and we're really appreciative of that and just, you know, honored to be part of the show tonight and honored to be even associated with the people that you deal with in the Tequila world because you deal with a lot of very experienced connoisseurs. So to even be, you know, part of that world is really a huge honor for us.
1: Thank you, for, Thank you. For, for for saying that first of all. We it's always been a thing for us to to educate though i mean we you'd be surprised how many newbies we 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 have people you know coming to our website and checking out something new either they want something new to drink or they want to learn and and
0: but it's you, important it's important to tell people what to look for you know we we believe it's important yeah. to tell people you know this is a new brand it's you know look for it on the shelves it's worthy Ask of your attention it. It's it's definitely worth your attention. And I, you know, this is actually my first taste of your tequila. And I know, you know, I know Mike and Alex loved it. And I didn't get to taste any of it until after the judging was done. You're
1: lucky I saved
0: it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably um, never see this bottle again. <laughs> this is.
0: Beautiful, beautiful tequila. And and the way you're going about the business is, is just such a beautiful way. I, I applaud you in your efforts. And it's it's, it's just
2: wonderful.
1: Where do you see one with life in five years?
2: Well, you in know one? what? I, I don't know exactly where it's going to take us, but I'm going to enjoy the ride. And in five years, I envision it to be um, a brand that's in every state. That's a household word. And um, you know, we're we're gonna catch up to the big boys. So that that's where I see it going. Whether or not it goes there, only the universe knows. But we'll do everything we can to assist the universe in getting it there. And we're gonna enjoy every step of it. I
1: very love good. it. I love it. Assisting the universe one sip at a time. Yeah, that, <laughs> oh, that is cool. That is very cool, Michael. You got your word cut out for you, pal. Thank you, 50, sir. 50, <laughs> I'm ready. 50, Pieces of paperwork you're in trouble man get, get your <laughs> yourself okay
0: thank you so much thank you we thank really you appreciate it wonderful thank, thank you
1: you guys. too I so, appreciate your time and for telling your story um, you know go get one with life guys because <laughs>
0: you know
1: uh, if you can get it get it somewhere uh, any any plans of having an online retailer because I know a lot of folks a lot of people buy stuff online is that in the works
3: Mike that is in the works. Yes. Good. <laughs> so stay tuned. Stay tuned.
2: Yes. And right, if if any, deal. if anybody that's listening to this is interested in getting a bottle, if you're not from the New York area, you can contact us and we may be able to assist you in that effort.
0: Great. Wow. Wonderful. Right on.
1: Thank you guys. Thank you. For being, so thank, much, Michael, you. thank you. For, thank you. For being patient. Michael, we owe you a, we owe you a drink, pal, cuz I know that the last time you were on the show, we had technical difficulties. It
3: worked out so, fine though, and I'll take you up for that offer in Texas.
1: You bet. Wonderland. When you're
0: ready, come on
1: down. We'll be more than happy to have you here at the round table with us. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again. Folks, Thanks. For being good yours. night. Good night. Have a great night. Thanks for being on Open okay. Bar.
2: Thank you. Bye. <laughs>
0: That's oh, a fantastic story what a
1: great couple that, that is, is so cool they're almost cute. as they're, they're almost as cool as us
0: well well they're know, cooler because their, kids, they have, are, their they, kids are teenagers yeah so they're that's way true cooler. we're
1: neighborhood cooler because they can be <laughs> way cooler um do you want to tell people what we have coming up
0: yes next we have some week.
1: exciting stuff coming up for you on open bar in the next couple of weeks all right watch this
0: next week we have Mestizo Mescal.
1: That's right. The The this brand owners a- of Mestizo Mescal, you can read up on them on tequilaficionado.com. We spoke to one of the uh, brand owners uh, a while back. He was nice enough to, to meet us here for dinner and in our, in our round table. You can read up a little bit on them. They were on with us at our Dia de los Muertos uh, Mescal tour and tequila tour. And then the week after that, which is Cinco de Mayo week, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Cinco de Mayo. We're going to have Roger and Elisa Klein representing Mexican
1: Moonshine. So those of you who are into indie rock and roll, you'll be able to talk and listen and visit with uh, Roger Klein from Roger Klein and the Peacemakers and Elisa Klein, who's the brains of the operation. She kind of sits behind in the background and and runs everything. And she's kind of cute, too. Yeah, that's you, know, she's, you yep. can say that. I can't say that because you know Roger's my close personal friend. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but anyway. Shut up.
1: Yeah, okay. <laughs> but those are the those are the guests we have upcoming on open bars. So join us again next week, every Monday at seven PM Central Daylight
0: Time. Um we'll that's see you, enough. I'm cutting you off. Okay, we'll see you next week. Bye.